loves people. He's a Christian man. He's a public school teacher. And he's called into the ministry. And we're blessed to be in fellowship with you, brother. Love your spirit so much. Looking forward to uh, you ministering here today. Uh, in this session, we're going to go to about 10.50, and then we'll transition. And about 11 o'clock, we'll begin our main uh, worship service, and everybody will come back into this main uh, auditorium. Praise God. God is so good, isn't he? It's amazing how one being can love so many people simultaneously. Isn't that? You ever thought about that? How God can love so many people at the same time. I'm talking about love, demonstrating, communicating in so many different ways, all at the same time. He's loving on those in China. He's loving on those in Europe. He's loving on those in Australia and New Zealand. He's loving us here in South Florida. He's loving us, and he wants us to receive his love. Hallelujah. Ooh, praise God. Amen. To a God who is omnipresent, that's a lot of love. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave. Because of that, we're here today. Praise God. Thank you for going ahead and giving. Lord, we ask that you bless the offering that is being given here today and all those who give. All those who will come in to hear the word of the Lord, touch and bless them. May they be strengthened and encouraged and led closer to you as we all desire to be. In Jesus' name, bless this offering, God. We thank you for it. Amen. You can give at this time. If you already have, you may be seated. We welcome Brother Vieira at this time as he brings the word of the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's open our Bible in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 1. 2 uh, Kings, chapter 5, verse 1. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Let's close our eyes and say a prayer this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life because we are alive. We are healthy enough to come to church this morning. And we ask you, O oh Lord, to speak in our hearts. Speak, O oh Lord, your word. Help us to grow in the knowledge of the truth. Help us to grow in love unto one another. We praise your holy name today and forever. In Jesus' name, put your hands together and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. As the night came, and the rain was pouring outside, lying in his solitary bed. Dark thoughts crossed Naaman's mind. He couldn't sleep. 
it was a miserable and gloomy day. The fear of dying paralyzed his body and terrified his soul. Naaman started to wonder what his future holds. The good memories of winning battles were not enough to rest his heart. Naaman was diagnosed with a terminal disease, leper. The leper was spreading rapidly through his body. The horror of death was quickly approaching. What would my future hold? Name pondered. This morning, we're going to learn about Naaman, the leopard. Naaman was the chief, the, the main leader of the Syrian army, which would be equivalent to United States uh, captain of the army, the highest uh, leader of the army. And he was a tough man. He was good in battle. He knew how to fight. And he knew how to win a battle. And he had many victories. And uh, Naaman, yet he had leopard. Leopard is a type of infection that get in your body. And it start a little bit in your body and it start growing and growing and growing and growing and until it take over all your body. And they had no cure for leopard. And uh, another thing of the leopard is that the leopard, uh, the, the area that the leopard is in your body, you lose the sensibility. It's not uh, sensitive, the area. So you lose all the feelings that you had in the area. And another thing about leopard is that once it gets in certain parts of the body, it causes the circulation of the blood to stop in the area of the body, therefore causing the body part to fall. So people that had leopard, they were losing their ears, fingers, hands, arms. And leopard is a, is a, is a type of a sin. We can look at leopard and see how sin acts. Because the leper is a physical manifestation of sin. But the, but the sin starts just like a leopard. It starts very small in our lives. It's a little thing that is started. But if you don't take care of that right away, it's going to start growing and growing and growing and growing until it takes over all your body and it's going to kill you. Because sin, if you don't kill the sin, the, king is, the, the sin is going to come to kill you, J just like the leopard. And uh, another thing of sin is that once you are sinning uh, and that sin is growing, you lose your sensibility to hear the word of God. You, hear, you, you lose your sensibility and, it, and eventually later you're going to start losing losing uh, members of your uh, uh, body, which would be you will start losing things of your faith that are important for you to keep uh, having a life of faith. And leper is, is going to cause you to die, as sin will cause you to die. And we can imagine Naaman going around the doctors, the best doctors in Syria, 
because he was in a very high position into the army. So he had all the best doctors available to him, and they could solve his problem. And, uh, and there was no hope until, uh, according to the story, there was a little maid, uh, uh, a girl, that one of his uh, wars, he was able to uh, go to Israel, and he won a battle with Israel, and he took a maid from Israel. That little maid was attending to his wife, and, uh, and she turned to his, to his mistress and said, if Naaman would be with the prophet, which is in Israel, he would be healed. So she, she, before she said that, she probably fell in the house. There was a happy house. And they, they were always celebrating the victories of Naaman. And they all came rejoicing. And they all came laughing and having parties. Once Naaman was diagnosed with leopard, everything stopped. They were grieving. And they were sad. And there was just sadness that, that blew uh, uh, atmosphere in the house. And she took the courage because she believed in the God of Israel. And I can see the little maid like a Joseph. Joseph was taken uh, to Egypt and he left his family all back in his land. And he came to live in Egypt. Just like this girl, she left all her friends, she, all her family. She was took from, from, from Israel and taken by force to Syria to attend a Naaman's house. But you can see her. She is still trusting in God. So you, you can take everything from me. You can take everything, my friends, my family, all that I know, but... She was committed to the God of Israel. She knew that he was with her. Whatever tribulation she goes through, God was with her. And she had the courage to speak to Naaman's wife. And uh, the Bible doesn't even record her name. It's just a maid. It's just someone, a little girl. And she's the one who made the, the, the whole difference in the whole story. She's the one who changed the, the, the future of, Laman, uh, of Naaman. Uh, and she changed uh, the future of many generations. Uh, she spoke faith and hope. And that's what God wants us to be. You see, in our work, in our families, do we speak up the faith? Do we speak up hope? And to tell the world that there is a prophet in Israel. There is a prophet, there is a savior, there is hope for this world. And Jesus, he is a prophet. He prophesied, he is a prophet. And more than a prophet, he is God manifested in the flesh. So it's up to us to declare there is hope. There is a prophet in Israel. So she spoke to her mistress. And, uh, and according to the Bible, someone told Naaman. And doesn't even talk about who is that person that told Naaman. Because was, the Bible doesn't record that it was his wife or was this maid. Was somebody else came and told Naaman. And that shows us that there's always that somebody else that is talking to us about Jesus. 
there's somebody that tells us to go to church. Somebody telling you to seek God, to seek Jesus. And, and we're going to be talking about the someone that the Bible says, one went and told Naaman. And Naaman believed. You know why he believed? Because he probably knew that girl. And she, and, uh, she had the testimony. Because when she spoke, people believed on her. Because she was consistent. She was solid. People knew her. People knew that she wouldn't play. That she was speaking the truth. Because she was faithful to, to her God of Israel. So when she spoke, uh, uh, Naaman believed and, uh, uh, and brought hope to his heart. And he went to the king, the, to the king of Syria. He probably was like a, maybe the second one most powerful in Syria. Because he was the chief commander of the armies of Syria. And they had won so many battles. And he brought the problem to the king. And the king went on and wrote a letter. Uh, that he told Naaman, go, go to Israel. Yes, go to seek your healing. And he wrote a letter, uh, not to the prophet, but to the king. So the king probably wanted to have the saddle, uh, king through king. Uh, and then Naaman went to Israel. And he probably put a, a caravan because as the chief of the army of Syria, he had many servants to attend to him. He probably had a special tent since he had leopard, and he went to Israel. And it's interesting because he left Syria to go to Israel. Even today, there's so many nations around Israel, and when their leaders are having health problems, they go to Israel to receive treatment because they know that in Israel, there is one of the best um, medicine um, uh, in the world, and it's, it's really funny because many times the countries, they are enemies to each other. But when they need uh, uh, health treatment, they go to Israel. So here comes Naaman to, to Israel. And, uh, and he probably had this, this big welcoming to him. And he delivered the letter to the king of Israel. And uh, the Bible says that the king, he took the letter. And it, when he read the letter... The letter was uh, in, uh, I'm paraphrasing, the letter said, the king of Syria was asking the king of Israel to heal Naaman. And when the king read this letter, uh, he, the Bible says that uh, he ripped his clothes and he got really upset. And he turned and said, uh, see how the king of Syria started looking for a, a war against me? Because am I God to heal his, uh, uh, Naaman from his leopard? And, uh, and it's interesting to look because a maid, there was a slave in Syria, knew about the prophet. But the king of Israel, he didn't connect the dots. You see, he... He should know better. He's the king. And that shows us today that many times we as people, as, as just uh, common people, we might know better than many people that are in leadership position. Many people in the high leadership positions. That's what the Bible is showing here. Amen? Amen. So, so here we have this maid, she knew that. But the king, he wasn't able to make the connection. And he was reading the letter. 
the letter. And also is a representation of the Bible. So God gave us the letter. The Bible is the letter of God to us. But if we just read the letter, we're not going to understand. Because we need the Holy Ghost to reveal it to us. Amen? Hallelujah. And the king of Israel, he was just reading the letter. But he needed the Holy Ghost to reveal it to him. Just like in today's world. We need the word and the, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So he was there. and he. Uh, but then uh, Elijah heard that. He, he knew that the king uh, had sent, had ripped his clothes. And he sent a messenger to the king. And uh, again, we see someone went to the king to tell the king, why are you ripping this, your clothes? Send his send name unto me, and he will be healed. And we're going to show that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Praise God. We're going to show that there is a God in Israel that can heal. So this uh, servant, it's like a representation of the Holy Ghost. So you need the latter and the Holy Ghost. And he, he spoke to Naaman uh, well, and, uh, to go to see the, the prophet. And the king at that point, he was relieved. And uh, he probably sent one of his generals just to accompany the, the caravan of Naaman, just to make sure that Naaman was well taken care. And here comes Naaman uh, to the house of the prophet. And as he comes, he Look at the house, and it's a common house. We have in here the, the, the captain-in-chief of the army of Syria. He was used to going to all these palaces and going uh, to, the, to the castle of the, the, the king in Israel. And he comes to a common house. It's a common house where the prophet lives. And he's teaching us that God is in a very common church. We don't need that big church with the gold and the silver like this palace. It's a common church. You see, a very common church. That's where they are preaching the truth. Because once you have a church that is so much into outside beauty and, and luxury and uh, gold and silver like a castle, it lacks content. It, it lacks substance. It lacks uh, uh, God. It, it, it lacks the word of God. And that's what God wants us. Uh, he wants us to be strong in his word. So he comes and he sees the house. And uh, according to the Bible, the prophet Elijah, he sent one of his servants to tell Naaman to go and dip Seven times in the Jordan River. And here we have Naaman. And Naaman at this point, he was insulted. He was offended. He felt disrespected. Uh, not that God wants to disrespect him or insult him or make him feel mad. It's that God wants to teach him a lesson. And we want to learn that lesson today. God wants to teach us a lesson. And God told Naaman to go and dip in the Jordan River seven times. Naaman was mad. 
because he just met with the king of Syria. He just met the king of Israel. And how come the prophet does, doesn't come to meet him? Who that prophet thinks that he is? He has been with the king. Right? But it's the same way with us. We come to church and we get offended. Why the pastor didn't come and shake my, shook my hand? Why the pastor didn't come to me and gave me that hug? Why one of those servants, ministry, came, uh, you, you know what I mean, and, and gave me that, that handshake? I wanted the pastor to come to me to say the prayer. No, one of those servants. God is teaching us that it doesn't matter who the messenger is. We need to keep our eyes on the message. Amen? Praise God. Sometimes we are so focused on who is the messenger that we don't pay attention on the message, what is being told you. You see, you need to focus on the message. And many, it, 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 you, you see, the, ma the message is such an obstacle because a lot of people don't want to receive anything from you because you are such and such or you are this, this, and that. Or because of your past, you did this, this, and that. But we, church of God, we need to look at the message, not the messenger. Amen? So Naaman, uh, uh, he, that's one thing that he had to learn. And uh, he, uh, he's, he's there, and the, the message goes on that he had to go to the Jordan River and dip seven times. And he turned and said, the Jordan River? And that was like a really, that's a big no. They, he said in the, in, in the Bible that in Syria there are better rivers, are so much better rivers in Syria. Probably he had a swimming pool in his house. Why I have to come in here to the Jordan River? And uh, the Jordan River, why God chose the Jordan River? Because the Jordan River is in the Holy Land and everything is holy in the Holy Land. The Jordan River is uh, uh, the meaning of Jordan means descend, descend to the Death Sea. That's how God sees man. God sees man as uh, descending to death because of sin. The, 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 the waters of the Jordan River are dirty, uh, muddy, and uh, uh, it, it's a representation of our soul in inside, how we all dirty and muddy and nasty and uh, uh, it, it, when, when Naaman heard that his idea was to go back to Syria he, he was done the Bible said that he was wrong he was really uh, done with it and uh, sometimes it happens to us when we are speaking the truth we are speaking the truth in love and uh, people are still thinking that uh, they, they have their pride you see it's the pride that's the problem, Naaman, the pride. Many people, they come in here and uh, they don't get baptized. They don't get the Holy Ghost because of that pride in their hearts. Like Naaman, he wants to go back to Syria. And uh, as, as he's making this decision, the Bible says that 
uh, one of his servants. See, again, someone that doesn't have a name. Someone came to Naaman. Someone came and told him, calling him father, but was like a servant. Say, if the prophet wouldn't have told you to do something really hard, wouldn't you have done? It's the same way today's world. If God wouldn't have told you to do something really hard, wouldn't you have done to be saved? And God is asking to go and be baptized in Jesus' name. If, and, uh, and, and get the Holy Ghost. That's something that God is asking us to do. And that's, you can see that in Naaman. God is telling him, go to the Jordan River and dip seven times. So after uh, Naaman heard that, he decided to go to the Jordan River and, uh, and be dipped seven times. So he, he decided to do it. So he goes there. And he dipped once, and nothing happened. He dipped it twice, and nothing happened. He dipped it three times, and nothing happened. And, and it makes me remember, you know, my, my own testimony. I was born in a Catholic church. I was baptized. But I felt that I still need something else. Though, so then... I, I was uh, confirmed, and then until I met a, a Baptist uh, missionary, and she started talking to me about Jesus, and I start open my heart to hear about Jesus. I wasn't interested on the messenger. I don't care if she was a Baptist. I was paying attention what she was telling me about Jesus, and and I receive it, but it's still missing something. I was baptized in a Baptist church and still missing something. Then uh, until I met, I met one uh, Pentecostal church and they told me about the Holy Ghost. I didn't care that they were Pentecostals. I want to hear the message, what they are talking about, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God. So I went and I received the Holy Ghost. And one day I came to this church and I heard about baptism in Jesus' name. I didn't care if they were apostolic. I want to pay attention. What the message is saying is, is Jesus. Amen. So I was baptized in Jesus' name. So, so you keep trying. You keep going like a Naaman. He kept going. Four times he went to the water. Nothing happened. Five times he went to the water and nothing happened. Six times he went, dipped himself in the water, and nothing happened. And uh, he was so close. Sometimes people come to our church in here. We preach. We tell them the truth. We read the word of God. And they are so close to the water baptism, just outside. The warm water, ready, and they don't get baptized. It's so close. People come to get the Holy Ghost. They come in in front. They, they are so close. So close to get the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and, and, and they give up. They don't want to do it. They, they don't come back. Uh, and so close. They make you remember all these people that were with Jesus. 
you know, like a Judas, he was with Jesus and, and he kissed Jesus. You can see, can you imagine that? Somebody in hell that kissed Jesus. All these Pharisees and Sadducees so, so, looking at Jesus with their own eyes, looking at the miracles that, they were that he was performing so close, and he still didn't get it. So close. So let's pray that we're not those uh, so close and, and, and miss the point. So Naaman went seven times because Naaman, he, he, he had hope in his heart. He, he knew that there was a God. And he, he had that hope. And he believed uh, in the word of God. And he went seven times. Then he came out of the water. And that seventh time that he came up, the Bible says that his skin was as fresh as like a baby. Hallelujah. Yeah, put your hands together. Praise God. And this is what happened to us in baptism. We are made new. When we are born again, we are like a new creatures, like a babies in the kingdom of God. That's exactly what it is. And, and Naaman, he, uh, you can imagine all the happiness and joy that not only Naaman, but all the, the, the people that were with him, all his servants. You can imagine they all praising and worshiping and laughing and singing. You, see, you can picture that. And Naaman himself, many, many years that he wouldn't laugh. There, and now he was healed from his leopard. And, and I can imagine him, you know, running through the Jordan River, praising God and thanking God and worshiping him with all his mind, all his soul, all his heart. And he went back to the prophet. And, uh, and the Bible says that he brought a lot of uh, gold and silver. He brought uh, many garments. Uh, would be like a worth uh, 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 maybe like a millions of dollars in, in, in gold and silver to give to uh, Elijah. And then he comes uh, to, to thank the prophet and to pay the prophet. And Elijah said, no, I don't want your money. I am not a prosperity preacher. You keep your money. Naaman, I wasn't there when you went to the Jordan River. Naaman, I didn't even come to welcome you. That was done by God. That's what I want you to know. It's God that made that. Hallelujah. Yeah, put your hands together. Praise God. It was God who did that. And God is teaching Naaman, Naaman, I want your heart. It's not your money. Because I know your money will come, but I want your heart. That's what I want, is your heart. Because you can be giving money, you see, you can be giving wealth, but not your heart. And the Bible says that what can we pay in exchange for our heart? And the Bible also says, well, gain a man if he uh, gained the whole world but lose his soul. And God, that's what God wants from Naaman. God wants his heart. And, uh, and that's a lesson that he learned. 
and uh, and he's so thankful and he even insists with uh, I, the prophet the prophet, prophet said no uh, and then uh, he turned and says uh, can I take some of the dirt the earth from Israel he wants to take that to, to Syria and at this moment he promised the prophet and he promised uh, Naaman that he would always uh, worship the God of Israel there is no other God upon the earth but the God of Israel amen put your hands together worship the God of Israel there is no other God but the God of Israel hallelujah praise God and he turned to Isaac and say I have to go back to Syria and he says forgive me I have to go back I work with a, a pagan king I work I, I live in a pagan nation uh, I, I, and I deal with the pagan people all day forgive me and then Isaac say go in peace Naaman go in peace and that's the peace that God wants us to have so even though we are going in a godless world, we are in peace with God. And, uh, and as Naaman, let's build our altars in our homes. Let's build our altars in, in our work. That's a, uh, that's a way of saying, let's build the altar to God. And uh, whatever we are, we have to keep our minds knowing that God is with us. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Naaman, he decided to go uh, back to Syria. But there, there, there is another man. And the Bible mentioned him by name. His name is Jehazai. Jehazai, he, he sees that uh, he's in there. And he sees that uh, Isaac, the prophet Isaac didn't get any the wealth of Naaman, and he looked and think, this is a Syrian. This is a Syrian man. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there and get something for me. So he, he went there, and the Bible says that uh, he told the lie to Naaman. Uh, and Naaman went and gave him some of the wealth that he had. So let's think about this man. What can we learn for Jehazai? This is a man that was there. That he saw all the miracles happening. Are you following? He saw that Na uh, Naaman was healed. He, he witnessed all that. What would turn his heart into want some wealthy? You know, one of the things might be that we come to church and we just get so used to it. And we can't get used to the work of God. Because God always find a way to surprise us. Amen. And uh, we can't get used. We can't get comfortable. We need to be always in the lookout for what God is doing among us. We need to be in the lookout. And, and be careful what God is doing. And uh, not take advantage of the people that God has been blessed. And we want to for us it's for God you see it's all for God God did to Naaman it's between God and Naaman and Je Jehazai went there to get some for him and Je 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 Jehazai he went back to uh, the, um, uh, the and he said 
uh, the prophet asked him, where have you been? And he lied to the prophet. He said, oh, he made up a story. Nowhere, I've been anywhere. And the prophet said, oh, Jehazi, my heart was with you when you went there and asked Naaman for his wealth. And because of that, uh, the Bible says that the leopard that was in Naaman was transferred to Jehazi. And this is something that we have to learn from it. Because the, 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 the leopard, it, it represents the sins, the world. And we come to God in here. We clean ourselves. So we, we can't go back to that. We can't go back to the world. We can't be pursuing the things of this world. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. Amen. So we need to be seeking God. Keep our minds on the Lord. And, and learn from Naaman. Even Jesus mentioned the story of Naaman. Jesus mentioned that uh, when Elijah was there, only one person was healed from leopard. A foreigner healed from leopard. And how come there's so many lepers, lepers in, in Israel and only one, a foreigner? That shows you that how God is reaching for those that are seeking him. And uh, maybe because only uh, Naaman went there to see the prophet. But where were the other lepers in Israel? And we can learn from that too. And many times we in the church for so long. And then we see somebody uh, just come in here and get their miracles and get delivered. And we've been here for so long and uh, nothing happening. Because we need to turn our focus to God, to his word, and to obedience to his word. And I want to bring it again, the, uh, remind you again of this girl. Everything happened because that girl that maid spoke to, to her mistress. And that happened, not only her, but there, there was someone that told Naaman about what the girl said. Then somebody came to tell the king of Israel about uh, that, that the prophet told, uh, want to tell the king to send Naaman to him. And there was another person that told the, the Naaman to go and uh, dip in the Jordan River seven times. So we have so many, uh, someone, and one said this, and one said that. And I want to be that someone. Who in, what character in this story you most identify with? Amen. That's just for you to think. Who you think you would be if you had to play that story. I want to be that someone that is speaking faith, that is speaking hope. Someone that is, is, is not even mentioned in the Bible. You see, you're doing that for God. And even if you're not recognized, you're doing for God. And uh, we don't know the name of that girl. We don't know the name of this other someone. Hey, God knows and he sees. And he's going to reward you. 
Amen. Even if he doesn't reward you here, he's going to reward you in heaven. Can you say amen? Amen. Put your hands together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up, if you will, and we're going to say a prayer. I hope all of you learned something this morning that you can take with you. And I hope that you will never forget uh, the story of Naaman, how God is willing to bless us and uh, to be that someone. Lord, we want to thank you for this Bible class this morning as we learned the the life of uh, Naaman, the story and the miracle that happened to Laman, Naaman the leopard. Help us never forget, oh God, all the things that we learned this morning. Help us to hold in our hearts. Like your word says, that I'm holding your, your, your words in my heart so I won't sin against you. Help us never forget, oh God, and always remember your word. Your plans for our lives. Your plans for our futures. Help, help us always remember that you want the best for your children. Even if the things that you tell us, oh God, is not what we want to hear. Even, oh God, we have everything planned now, how you are going to do. Sometimes we come to church and we have everything planned now, how you're going to do. But, oh God, help us, oh Lord, to... To be humble, to accept the way that you want it to be. Amen. Help us to be faithful to you. We thank you in Jesus' almighty name. Put your hands together. Praise God. Thank you. So we still have 10 minutes break. Now turn to someone, shake someone's hands and say, good to see you in the house of the Lord. So you can go to the restroom, uh, have a sip of water, and the main service is going to start in 10 minutes.